You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to another episode of Untapped Keg. This is Monte Ball, and I'm here with my good friend, RJ. RJ, how we doing, my guy? You know, I would be lying if I said I was doing great, but uh, <laughs> I'm doing good, all things considered. Yes, yeah, man, that's that's a good point, man, all things considered. Uh, first off, I just want to jump right into it right now, man. So this is our third episode, third episode of Untapped Keg, but uh, actually our fourth recording because we lost. Actually, our fifth, technically, our fifth. <laughs> if you count the pilot. That we so, didn't yeah, hear. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. So actually our fifth recording, but uh we lost we recorded fifty minutes of our last episode and end up uh losing all of the audio. Uh we're most definitely it, uh, some amateurs. It was here. weird. I mean so so we've been very upfront with everybody, like, okay, we spent the last two weeks trying to figure out how to edit a podcast, how to insert, we found our music uh we got that we edited that into the podcast record this one at night after the kids go to bed and uh we're really happy about it leave come back my computer's sleeping wake it up save it i go to edit and there's no sound no sound at all it's like and i didn't save it before the computer went to sleep which is what i think the problem was but Oh, that was frustrating. <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, once uh, once I left, I remember you texting me and let me know that, and that was it's a it's a it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling because you're not like that upset because you're like, okay, yeah, we obviously we're going to record we're, we're going to be recording so much more, but then it's like, gosh, that was such a good episode we recorded, and hopefully we can uh, recreate it here. That that was by I don't I don't know about by far, but that was our best. Uh, podcast yet i think it was good we, we did really good it was good so uh so, i think we most definitely got to mention man uh so you got the you got the little one on your lap right now huh yeah my youngest is down with us and uh just so everybody knows too we're recording this a little different uh because of everything that's going on in the world right now mm. um we are recording in separate households over yeah, the, yeah. the internet there's our first yeah. try hopefully it goes pretty good I, I like i like how it's going right now I think it's going well. Uh, using an awesome system right now. I think it's going well. Um, before we get into uh, you know everything that we're going to be chatting about, I most definitely want to give a shout out um, here to Sang Ray uh, Media, most definitely for the creation of our logo. I think that is awesome. Most definitely yep. go check it out. Um, That's another thing we were uh, doing over the past two weeks is the logo. We spent like all day Friday, right? That yeah. was last week Friday. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. All day. All day. We were both of us trying to f- make a logo and yeah. two <laughs> non-artistic people trying to be artistic is not fantastic. That's right. Let so again, <laughs> so we again, spent all uh, day working on this stuff all, all day. And we finally got it. So again, thank you. Thank you to Sang Ray N S D M C again. That's Sang S A N G Ray R A Y. NSDMC for our logo and uh, RJ, man, let's talk about this quarantine, man. Let's talk about it. You kind of touched on it already. 
us recording in separate households. How you holding up? I'm good. Like, uh, so my wife, your sister mentioned yeah. uh, a couple hours ago, she's like, you're doing pretty good with this, aren't you? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of loving this. She's like, I'm not. I had to be saved by uh, my brother and sister coming over because she's like, I, I just need to interact with people. I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I get to sit and play video games and so play true. with my kids all day. I'm, <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> yeah. I've been quarantined now for, uh, you know, today was the first day I got out and I think it was nine days. Um, well, it and, had to have been seven cause you were over last Friday and it's only Friday. Oh, that's right. That's right. So a week, um, and, but still, uh, I'm that's like another you. difference too. I <laughs> got, I get to go to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a lot of my work from my laptop, cell phone. Uh, real yeah. estate is is thank goodness for for the internet it makes everything a lot easier. But yeah, I'm kind of like you too with that. I can, uh, you know, the whole quarantine thing isn't that difficult, just because I I can kind of it's kind of like a light switch for me. I can turn it off. Uh, I become a homebody if I need to be. Um. And that's kind of, you know, a good thing for me to kind of to sit with myself, play video games if I need to, but work on some things that I, you know, always never had time to work on and uh, kind of get some things cleaned up around the house. Yeah, I've uh, I've been doing a lot of dishes, doing a lot of laundry, <laughs> changing a lot of diapers, doing some cooking. Um, <laughs> you can probably hear the youngest now. He's... Uh, very vocal right now. Very, very vocal. Very vocal. Yeah. He's, but so, you know, I have a critical job. So even when it comes to time to uh, the shelter in place, I'll still be able to leave. Mm-hmm. But, at, you know, for your sister, it's tough. She's stuck in the house all day, every day with two kids and has been raining most of the week. So she can't even go out for walks with them or anything. Right. So yeah, I get I, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I can only imagine it's it's different, you know. You know, for some I can only imagine how difficult it is to to be in the house with two, three, four kids. Uh sometimes yeah, parents get a break obviously by their kids going to school or daycare or what have you. So it's just difficult times and everyone's kind of dealing with it differently. Uh some are mild cases, some are extreme. I mean, man, what's 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 happening, man? Italy is Italy's kind of sending off some warning signs to us, trying to prepare us for uh, what's to come. And I'm not trying to get too, you know, worried about it, but it's kind of hard to avoid it since it's everywhere you look on social media. You, you, you well, it's almost impossible not to see the word coronavirus. Every, every single business has been touched by this. Every single one. Yeah. So, I mean, how many people have lost their jobs already because of this? How many people are, uh, you know, un- unable to are wondering how they're going to pay rent? Wondering how they're going to pay their student loans, their bills. I I can't believe the government hasn't come with something yet. Uh, There's just a lack of knowledge, period. And I get, you know, everybody's anxious. Everybody wants to know what's going to happen. How long is this going to be? We could be looking at more than two weeks. I mean, I, it's, it's, we are looking at more than two weeks. That's it, for sure. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, it's it's already been longer than two weeks, and we're just now getting to the start of the whole. Wait, this might be more serious than we than we thought. Because here's what I thought about today: is 
you know, why we had so many people saying it's not as serious as the media is making it is because our the leader of our country was the one who was, you know, ringing that bell pretty much already placing it into everyone's minds like oh this is just another hoax this is just something that you know the left is trying to do yada 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 ruin election re-election all that stuff and which kind of i think in my opinion kind of has has us behind um oh it for sure we're, does. We're behind which is everything and I, and I think you know unfortunately so there's there's some blood on trump's hands unfortunately i mean some people are were caught off guard some people are dying now and uh and now a lot of people are going crazy in my opinion uh you know emotionally purchasing stuff uh just all over the place not knowing what to believe which is the worst possible situation you want to be in when there's a pandemic <laughs> i i mean the amount of people so Every single day at work this week, um, we pretty much have had to talk about it. Uh, I can't remember what day it was. It was, I think it was Tuesday. Maybe it was Monday. We had a call and they told us they, you know, I work on a crew where we pretty much do big jobs. So we don't have an office building we meet out of. We meet out on job sites and we have a job shack. And our job shack is, I don't know, probably 25 feet maybe 30 foot by eight Mm -hmm. and they said they don't want us in our drop shack together anymore i'm like you know i some of the crews are bigger it's just me and two other guys right now so i'm like you know we can maintain our six feet we open a window it's the same thing as being in other places but they want us either in um a bigger building or they want us in our own separate trucks and when we talk about the job they want us either doing it over the phone, doing it on the job site, out in the open air, or uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, so that was uh, that was the start of my week, right? Um, last week, the people they were letting people take their trucks home. So, uh, people who are in districts and take trouble calls, like I used to do here, mm-hmm. I if I was still working there, I would be taking my truck home every night. My truck would be parked outside. Every single And night. then every morning I'd wake up, jump in the truck. That's where I would start my day. And then I would call to find out what job we're going to be at first. And I'd meet the guys out on that job. I mean, how how is that? How? I mean, I'm just trying to understand, like, uh, you know, what a lot of these businesses are going to do. Can you imagine, you know, what these owners, CEOs are thinking? Like some of the decisions that they're going to have to make? Man, I'm. I mean, you know, your sister and I own a daycare. Exactly. We've yeah. been thinking about that. So <clears throat> we last weekend, pretty much all weekend, we we're talking because that was. So that was the best thing about our episode last week that we recorded that we lost mm-hmm. was we were talking about all this stuff before it happened, yeah. and then it all happened. And then happened. and it would it would have been great to have recorded it before it happened, right? Yeah, right. But, um. So we talk, all we were talking about, they closed the schools in Wisconsin, but they said daycares can remain open and they're going to um, ease up on some restrictions, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we our discussion was, okay, we want to keep our kids safe. We want to keep ourselves safe. But a lot of businesses don't pay out sick time. How are you going to abandon a family 
and you wouldn't really be abandoning, but you'd be making it harder on that family to find a new place to drop their kid off so that they could go to work. Right. Because exactly. they can't not go to work. Yeah. Um, that's what I was about, just about to say. Uh, the, the position that a lot of these parents are put in, uh, they can't just not go to work and they're stuck. Can't with their miss kid, a paycheck. Kids are, exactly. Because the school's canceled and, and now they got to try to chump or chunk up some, some, or some change for what's really not change, but for daycare, childcare services, which we all know is pretty much another mortgage. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just don't even know, man. I, I, I can only imagine what some of these parents are going through, uh, and kind of to mention your daycare, uh, that you and my sister own. So like what, yeah, I know you, like you said, you guys are thinking about some stuff right there. Uh, and this is for all the other daycares out there too. You know, we all know daycares are, like you said, cruise ships of germs. Um, right. It's like, you have to trust that not just the teachers <laughs> are making all the right decisions, but you have to trust that the parents are right. That the parents That's are true. taking everything seriously, not putting their uh, children at risk or the other children at risk. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the biggest problem with this is you don't know what the parents' jobs are. You don't know, you know, um, there are more than um, there's multiple families there that drop their kids off who work at hospitals. Right. At, at a time like this, you know, how do you, how, how do you close down for them? Plus the teachers can't miss a paycheck, right? How, how do you make it even harder on them? Um, you know, one thing that we're so big on in the, on this podcast here at Untap Keg is uh, mm-hmm. sobriety and how it impacts the entire life. Well, right now, being sober is so hard for so many people. And if you just tried, if you're just starting your sober journey, if you, if you're only uh, a little ways into it, right now is so difficult, dude. I can only imagine. That's what I and wanted to kind of get into uh segue a little bit yeah no no i'm gonna let you keep going actually i think you were you were you were hitting it right on the head right there uh uh, what to do when people are quarantined with their thoughts (laughs) with their stresses i mean if you let's say you're, you're laid off right now let's say you're sick mandated to stay at home but you don't get sick time you don't have personal time off or paid time off exactly what do you do i mean what do you do it would drive it would drive me back to the bottle. That's for sure. That's uh, what I'm saying. Just to forget things like I, I have video games. I have books that I can read. I mean, I have my kids that I've been playing with. It's so far, and then I've been going to work every day. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for ten hours a day, I'm out of the house. Right. And generally, I've been working like normal. This hasn't affected the work that I do during the day. It may start next week. I don't know how, but um, if they start saying, we want you to stay at home and just wait, if somebody's out of power, we'll give you a call. Be like, okay, and then that's going to make it a lot harder. But if you don't have those hobbies, if you didn't, if you haven't been able to find a way to um, put your stresses somewhere else for an outlet, mm-hmm. like this is crucial. You know, I'm reach out to a friend, a family crucial. member, t- FaceTime them, talk to them, 
that net have you seen that that netflix uh party yes extension? i did yeah yeah that, google chrome, that chrome that's yep. such a cool idea yeah you know if you if you have friends out there that are going sober if you have um any anybody family members who are maybe think about doing something like that with them uh just anything to stay connected right now <laughs> is huge i think it's such a good point that you made about people who are just now starting their sobriety journey it's you know they're 15 30 days in feeling good about themselves and then get smacked in the face with this whole quarantine coronavirus stuff and now they're stuck in the house you know they're trying to hit up some of their other sober friends maybe to hang out but you know the whole social distancing thing is it's kind of what is uh a necessity right now so yeah they're 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 fresh out the gate with their with their sobriety and they're now stuck at home uh, <laughs> some by themselves, some just like you said, with their stressors. Uh, I do believe that one thing that a lot of um, people in recovery have in common is uh, the easiest way to stay sober is to stay busy. Um, stay busy, you know, uh, keep uh, doing the things Especially you like. Um, in those and, first, in that first year, I would yeah, say. Stay busy, you keep know, doing the things you like. And like you sometimes said, find it's a, longer. Yeah, and find a healthy outlet. Um, that's why this podcast is awesome. Um, glad that everyone's tuning in right now, checking us, checking us out because uh, this is keeping us going, um, and we're hoping that it's keeping everybody else going during these tough times. Uh, because right now here in Wisconsin, our, the toll just increased. Uh, I believe, right? The uh, uh, those who are infected, um, I think it jumped from like forty-seven to right now about one hundred and fifty. I believe in uh, one yesterday. Night. Yeah, yesterday I saw it was over. No, uh, yesterday during the day it was like over a hundred. It was like one fourteen, mm. I think. Yeah. I didn't see what it is today. I've been kind of trying to stay away from the news. And this I is did the, see the infections in the U.S. is up to fourteen thousand. That's confirmed infections, by the way. Um, the death tolls over two hundred, and it's just skyrocketing. That's what I'm saying. And that's the worst. Obviously, the worst part is the deaths, of course. But for those who aren't infected, who, who, oh, who well, we don't know if we're not infected or not. Hopefully not, of course. But it's it's the unknown, well, I think, is which is eating at so many people. It's like, what does one look like when they're infected? Or are the symptoms intense at the beginning? Or... Do you even receive or experience, I should say, these symptoms or, you know what I'm saying? It's like. Everybody's different. (laughs) Did did you see the report that 40% of the people hospitalized with coronavirus right now are under, what was it? It it was under 50. Under 50? Under 50. 40% of the people hospitalized with the coronavirus in the United States is under 50. (laughs) All and saying. all I see on Facebook is are these people like, well, Italy's getting hit so hard because their population is so old. Right. And um, you know, you see these kids down at, at spring break, like, hey, uh, you know, I'm young. If I get it, I won't die. Like I have no immune problems. You don't know. Like exactly. nobody you knows. No. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> You don't know what this thing can do to your body, your, your your immune system. You don't know. You don't know. Maybe the person who's going to give it to you has, I don't know, a different 
mutation. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I just, the unknown. I guess it's mutated once already. Already Um, it has, yeah. From the strain that went through China, this strain that is going through is different already. That's how fast it mutated. So it's going to mutate again. I mean, this is, okay. I know that there's a lot of people older than us saying this, right. but we like we've never lived through times like this, and we probably will never live through times like this again. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. It typically happens. What it was it like every hundred years or something like that, or or you know from the Spanish yeah. flu or something like that. And it's it's, it's like every hundred years there's a a sickness or a plague that goes through a mm-hmm. pandemic. Yeah, pandemic. Yeah, and that's that's why I just wish we would have taken you know, more precautions early on because, um, you know, word on the street is, you know, the office of the U.S. knew about this uh, pandemic coming back in January, um, which, I mean, I, I most definitely can believe that. Um, well, and, and when was we the, first case that was re- <laughs> the first case that was reported was the same time as South Korea's. They were on the same day. And it was like January 20th, I believe, to be exact. Yeah. And we knew that it was going to spread out of China because um, they had already proven that you could be asymptomatic and spreading it. Jeez. So how how were you not taking that serious? I don't know from a leadership standpoint. That's the that's the word right there. The leadership role. Yeah, you you literally we're talking we're not talking about you know, we're not talking about, you know, something small, something minimal, a minuscule situation. We're talking about, um, you know, the coronavirus, a virus that's spreading at a very quick rate um, that we downplayed at the beginning. And now it's going to bite us in the butt. It really is. I mean, I saw today that Apple News dropped some information from um, what someone said in Italy uh, about Pretty much, they stated that the United States has no idea what's to come, um, and listed the six stages of the coronavirus uh, pandemic that the that Italy went through, um, and uh, I think we're not even at one yet. Uh, so it's it's we know that it's going to get way worse before it gets better. Um, and that I mean, we're already that. seeing that. I don't know if you saw it today, but people are. Volunteering to make medical masks because we can't find any. Jeez. There was stories of a doctor in Connecticut driving three hours to get 10 masks. That's it. Just 10. Drove three hours. And just then, 10. Um, basically, they're going to start uh, people like uh, textile businesses mm-hmm. are starting to sew masks for the medical community to use because... They can't make masks fast enough. So there's um, templates out there that they're sending out. They're asking them to make masks for the medical community. And it's been mostly small businesses that have kind of stepped forward Mm -hmm. and said, hey, if if you need this, please let us know. Like we have people working from home who are standing by just waiting uh, for work to happen. It's like, Okay, why aren't we gearing up like we did? Like, like we wh- can, like like we have done before. Why aren't we? You know, Elon Musk has um, volunteered to start making ventilators. 
why are you volunteering to do that? Just do it. Just <laughs> right. That, yeah. I'm, I, it's because obviously he's losing money. I mean, he's losing, he's losing a lot of money. Actually. Everybody's losing money right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, that's what I'm saying is I, I feel like it's, it's your political debates your whichever side of the fence you fall on has got to, you know, be water under the bridge right now, especially at a time like this, because it's, we all got to join hands and figure out what we're going to do because, uh, it's looking like Italy is going to be, um, you know, rebuilding for a very long time. And a lot, people are going to be remembered during this time. That's true. And it's going to, and businesses are going to be remembered during this time. Do you want to be remembered as a villain or do you want to be remembered for trying to step up and help people get mm-hmm. out of this? Right. Cause yeah, mean, this is real crisis. Uh, like people are going through real life like losing out on a lot of money in their stocks of course but then also like some people are getting laid off already i i think i saw a number that just this week the you know unemployment's gone up by like a hundred thousand people have lost their jobs and that's a conservative estimate Mm. jeez man and you know we were talking about the daycare um trying to stay open. Uh, you know, normally we had like 30 kids, I think. Mm-hmm, and right. we sent out the message that we were going to stay open. And it was after, um, my wife texted all, all the teachers, like wanting their opinion. Like, I'm not going to force you to work. There were two teachers that said they didn't want to work. Um, everybody else said, yes, they wanted to continue working. So sent out the message, Hey, this is, you know, we want to, uh, we're going to keep the daycare open after talking to the teachers and thinking it over. And there were a few parents who uh, kind of scolded my wife. And I'm like, if you understood the debate that we had about whether to stay open or not and how much we collaborated with the teachers, like I understand why people thought it was dangerous. Like, yes, it is dangerous. Anything you do in a group setting right now is dangerous. But there were only 12 kids, so a lot of teachers had to go home, still getting paid. But now there was a coronavirus infection at a daycare that's just about a mile down the road. And uh, that was that was the end of it. So, uh, you know, we stayed open for a week trying to make it work, and now we're closed. So how long are we going to be able to keep t- paying the teachers with this? I'm, you know, it's going to last a couple months, how long are we going to be able to stay open? Yeah. This lasts until August and all of a sudden landlord comes knocking at the door for rent. We haven't been collecting checks for a while trying to pay teachers. You know, they're going to have to go find other jobs. It's just a disaster, man. And that's why it's a, it's kind of, it's a trickle effect. Unfortunately, it's, it's, my goodness, it's from, you know, what the landlord's going to do. Or the, landlords, the landlords can only be so lenient, um, obviously, before they start losing money to, obviously, the uh, the tenant, um, you know, obviously panicking, uh, freaking out, you know, maybe lose their, uh, lose out on their money, lose out on their business, what have you, then obviously the workers, and then the workers take that home, and that's stress to the kids, and this is an all-around um 
crisis for everybody. And if for some reason, if you're not affected during this time right now, you most definitely got to reach out and try to help people who are because, uh, um, you know, this this is going to this is going to go on for a while, man. Unfortunately, uh, we're just now at the beginning stages. Um, it's looking like the numbers are going to be pretty bad um, here within the next couple of months. And that's my biggest question, man, is um, to kind of, you know, don't make this a whole podcast so Debbie Downer-ish, but, you know, it kind of sucks not having any sports right now or anything like that because it's, you know, not only is all this stuff going on, it's so difficult for, you know, like I said, for anyone to kind of find that healthy outlet because a lot of people love watching sports, love, a lot of a lot of people love talking about sports, uh, meeting up and, and, and like I said, watching sports, talking about them, hanging out, but you can't do any of that. And my thing is, you know, are sports going to be around here come summer or fall? I don't, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> if it, I if mean, it is, are there going to be crowds? That's the thing. And I think that takes away from the game too. It's like, even when you're it watching does. it on, even as a fan watching it from home, obviously depending on the sport, you know, watching tennis. Yeah, I don't care about the fans. You know, I'm just watching tennis or golf. Of course, obviously, I don't care about the fans in golf. when I'm watching. Well, but so watching when you hear them. that roar after a great shot, both exactly. in tennis and golf, how much are you going to miss that? True, and so that's um, just those two sports. Imagine baseball, <laughs> baseball, basketball, no football, fans. football. I think is the oh, biggest man. one in my opinion. Can you imagine watching an NFL game? on TV with no fans in the stadium. Can can you imagine oh, watching a basketball game? All that, that ball just echoing. That would be so brutal. Like, it's like, uh, it's like 2k, like going in practice mode. Yeah. <laughs> it, all the clangs, you're just going to hear it reverberate. <laughs> Nobody's going to shoot anymore. You're going to hear the shoes squeaking on the court. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be, oh it's, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, as much as there, you know, there hasn't been any sports being played. Mm-hmm. NFL hasn't slowed down. That's for sure. There's no, not enough haven't. news there to, you know, to fill all the talk radio waves. But true, true. There has there 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 have been a lot of a lot of trades um, in trades, free agents, releases, just, signings. Yeah, it's been picked up. Signings. Um, you know, let's just start it off, man. We, I mean, we got obviously start with the big one, Tom Brady. I mean, we we got to start there. Uh, Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. How Talk much about going money from the do you top think? To, the, to the bottom? In my opinion, team wise, but he's in turn around, of course. <laughs> I don't know about that. They're close. Look at their I mean, offensive talent. How much yeah. money do you think Chris Godwin's going to make for mm. the number twelve? Mm, so true. And uh, he's probably their best receiver right now. I tell you what, I paid. I paid, uh, gosh, what was his name again? His last name was Carter, I believe. Yeah, Carter. I paid Jackson. him. I paid him uh, seventeen thousand for. You paid seventeen thousand for a number. Seventeen thousand dollars for the number twenty-eight. Yeah. For a number, all in cash too. I remember going to the bank and, yeah, I remember Peyton Manning. He was like, he was disgusted. He was like, you paid him. Cause this guy barely played and I was like, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a rookie. I, I really wanted that number. No wonder but... why Peyton didn't like you. <laughs> no, he did, which I don't know why, but he most definitely did. But I can only imagine what this guy's going to make uh, for the athletes for that number 12. Cause you know what he did with that 17 grand too? 
He put it in the stock market, put it in Snapchat. <laughs> now he has way more money way than you more. ever did. <laughs> way more. But so Brady to the Buccaneers, man, that trade was, or excuse me, that signing was. It was official I didn't today. see him. I didn't see him. Yeah, official today. Uh, I didn't see him going there. So I, th- I actually honestly thought he was going to be a charger. So um, I, uh, I follow a lot of fantasy analysts on Twitter. I follow a lot of sports personalities on Twitter, period. But uh, Matthew Barry, the fantasy football analyst for ESPN, mm-hmm. I think he's a senior and I can't remember what his title is. Anyway, he's been around forever. Ever no, everybody knows him. Um, I really enjoy him. He's one of my favorite personalities. He right away put Tampa Bay in his top two landing spots, and he said he, that they were tied for his favorite. What? <laughs> I'm dead serious. You can look it up. He has it on Twitter. He has the receipts. Their look. At, their offense is great. Why was their offense held back by interceptions? 31 or 32. Was it 31 or 32 interceptions, Jameis threw? Something like that. And then the fumbles, not to mention. Right. Right. Like, right. So, I mean, dude, I think look it, at their receiving core. Jeez. It's ridiculous. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Um, Who's the, their tight end? Gosh, well, definitely darn Mike it. Evans, of course. Um, Obviously, Mike Evans. He's, Chris, he's throwing Chris Godwin's better than Mike Evans. That's true. That's true. Like I said, I, I've just been—I've always been an Evans fan, though. Just oh, always. Who's I that? Like the way he plays. They have that tight end who's an absolute freak, uh, and uh, he was like barely used last year. I cannot remember his name. I'm gonna look. Uh, I'm gonna Google it. Those people are shouting at us right now. Oh yeah, you, you know. Oh yeah, MFs, you know they're most yeah, you know they're most sports fans. Nah. Oh yeah, this is gonna happen all the time. I mean uh, all the time. Um let's see what we're talking about. OJ Howard? Yes, OJ Howard. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Yep. OJ Howard. Dude. Absolutely. Like and then sure, the running backs are leaving a little bit to be desired, but uh, look, those rec- that receiving core. It, it might be the most talented receiving core. Brady, well, it from top to bottom, it might be the most talented Corey's had. I mean, Randy Moss was yeah, an unbelievable right. dynamo, but um, yeah, that's I, the thing is, unreal. the crazy part about it too is the Super Bowl next season is in Tampa, and the hosting the, the hosting city has never played in listen their home super bowl or whatever and brady's can, not making another super bowl aaron <laughs> Rodgers is in the nfc all right <laughs> he's coming for the league next year i haven't heard a lot i haven't heard much about the packers man uh dude I haven't they heard made much. two defensive signings already oh i haven't heard much I, a I defensive think I, and an offensive signing yeah offensive lineman they lost bulaga <laughs> they lost um uh, Kyler Fackrell, who was an outside linebacker defensive end, and Blake Martinez. But they're going to upgrade somewhere. They're going to get a deal, and they're going to draft a wide receiver guaranteed. Plus, I really like the rookie tight end that they had last year. Look, I'm not a fan or anything. I just – I know the team decently, all right? (laughs) Jason, I got to hear this. Remember the name. Oh, Chase Sternberger. 
All right, all right. Well, I remember it. I remember it. Uh, all over the, you know, everybody drooling over Aaron Rodgers and on his jog all the time. Listen, and hard to, it, you know, I, hear through the echoes of his, of of his name being chanted all the time. To to know who else plays on that offense, he's the best quarterback to ever play in the league. N- no, he's not. Yes, Tom Brady he is. is. No, Tom Brady is. Tom, we. Well, Bro, I guess we'll find out. Um, he just left the system, but. You 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 have to you can't. He's I he give, is amazing. I give, he is I give amazing. Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's the most decorated, but he's not the best. Look at the defenses that Aaron Rodgers has played with, and look at the defenses Tom Brady's played with. Look at the coach that Aaron Rodgers carried for ten years, and look at the coach that ha- Tom Brady had. Right, but but I'm but I mean I'm sorry, but the. the we're gonna argue about this all the time, and then Aaron when they when everybody not, retires, your guys' division, I should say, your division is not that tough. Oh, the AFC East is tough. Get out of here with that! The weakest. Get out of here. <laughs> they cakewalk to the AFC Championship game all the time. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was gonna lock Tom Brady out, and he knew it, so he went to the NFC. The only thing he forgot is. Aaron Rodgers is in the NFC and he's hungry. We'll see, man. We'll see. So we got that. And then I obviously got to talk about my Broncos, man. You know, I got to talk about that. That was finalized today. The Denver Broncos, man, signing, signing Melvin Gordon. Of course, you know, Melvin's my guy. We played together here in college uh, at Wisconsin. So it's, it's awesome to see that they, you know, picked up a running back to kind of compliment Lindsay there. Obviously Lindsay being the speedster, Melvin having some speed on him as well, but obviously can run in between the tackles pretty well. So it's uh, obviously keep my fingers crossed. It's, knock on it's wood. It's going to be interesting because Royce Freeman, dude, yeah. he showed signs, and I told he you did. he was the more talented running back. He did actually. Uh, he showed some really good signs. Oh, I don't, I, I don't get that signing. Yeah, the oldest is down here now. Yeah, you're the oldest one down there now. Yep, but uh, I like it. I like it obviously because I'm a fan of Melvin and I'm a fan of the Broncos, and it's going to bring some. Uh, I didn't. Know, I didn't realize Denver still had a NFL team. Uh, they've been struggling. They've been struggling since Super Bowl Fifty. You know, uh, since, worse than uh, I think. Since they cut number twenty eight, they've been struggling quite a bit. <laughs> as soon as they cut me, they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> so uh, so. <laughs> we don't have to look at that fact. <laughs> So I got no bad blood. It's funny too because people always ask me on social media, like, "Wait, you're still a Broncos fan?" I'm like, "Why wouldn't I be?" I was like, "I, yeah, it's a business." It's like, and I, not just that, but <laughs> how do how do you get rid of something that you grew up on, right? Like right. your childhood, right? Yeah, I believe like, Denver got rid of me too soon, but it's still one of the I, things. It's like, what am I going to do about it now? <laughs> and Ninja Turtles. You could give me the worst stuff ever, and I'd still be the biggest fan of those franchises. Star right. Wars already right. proven it. They've had like, you know, their movies have been very hit or miss, mm-hmm. and their right. content has been very hit or miss. Yeah, but I still love it. I'm a nerd. What can I say? Be proud. <laughs> so those are. Uh, oh, I just saw too that. Uh, I just saw that Emmanuel Sanders signed two years with the Saints from the Forty oh, Niners. Did not see that one. That's just, yeah. Yeah. Man, the Saints, the Saints are going to be good. They were Saints already are good. always good. They, Saints they just, are going to be good again. The they Saints is they that hit team free that, agency like crazy. They did. Every year. That's I don't get how they can did, do it. They just quietly win all year and fly under the radar. 
And then they make these trades and these signings that are like exactly what they need. And you're like, how did they do that? How did they, how did they let them do that? It's like, I, I don't get it, but at the same time, like good for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, That's a good landing spot for them. I think Man. so too. Yeah. I mean, God dog, dude, it's Drew Brees. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think that, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, obviously, I had the opportunity to play with him while we were in Denver. And, you know, he he's one of the smoothest route runners in the league. One of them, obviously, De- Devontae Adams being number one, in my opinion. But uh, uh, That's not an opinion. That's a fact. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is most definitely a threat. Um, he, most definitely you know, a threat. On, coming on off that office. torn Achilles, it looked like he was five years younger. Do you know what I'm I mean, saying, man? He looked so crisp on everything. Uh, I really thought he was going to do. I thought that he was going to put up some unbelievable numbers with the 49ers when he got traded, but unfortunately, he got hurt. Still, he was very, very good. <laughs> it's uh, he's that deep threat, man. He's that, like you said, always, always having that deep threat. On offense, the 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 receiver who can take the top off, take the, they call it taking the cap off the defense, it opens up so much more, so much of the under throw, or excuse me, the the routes, the mesh routes that are under the safeties because the safeties obviously got to cover that deep threat. It's uh, it's a dangerous thing to have, and that's just one thing that Drew Brees most definitely needs. Um, obviously, Michael Thomas is a beast. Dude, he's definitely a savage. <laughs> I don't know who I don't know who's the best receiver in the league between Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas, but it's tough. God. I have to go with Thomas if I if I had to pick one. I have to go with Thomas. Uh, but you know, Adams is right there. Adams is right there. But if I had to pick Look, one, you uh, here's go what with I'm going to say. <laughs> Michael Michael Thomas was very good with Teddy Bridgewater. Devontae Adams was a beast with Brett Hundley. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave that right here. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, it's 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 one of those things. So I just saw that um that was a big one. Uh I mean there's been there's been others, of course. Uh, I mean this 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 offseason, these offseason trades and signs have been have been crazy, but it's funny too because whenever uh, oh Chris every Harris time I turn around, dude. Every time Chris I Harris turn to around, the Chargers. Something new that happened. Yep. Chris Harris to the Chargers, and it's funny, they just said they just swipped they just swapped uh Number 25s, because uh, we'll give you our 25 for Melvin. Uh, 25 now to Denver. Um, that is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's going to be an exciting uh, exciting season, depending on, you know, obviously this whole coronavirus thing. And the thing is, you know, the NFL actually stated that, you know, they're not doing much right now anyways, as in like groups of stuff yet. Uh, so like you said, they're not, they're not planning on slowing down, right? They're not yeah. planning on slowing down I mean, at all. For now, they at have this to. period, <laughs> yeah, it'll exactly. be interesting to see what happens with the draft. I mean, right, this isn't going right. to be gone by the time the draft comes oh, around. Gosh, I feel sorry no. for those kids. I do. But at the same time, at least they won't have to do the awkward hug with Goodell. Right. And I'll be honest with you. Like, they can still do the draft, of course. They oh, can yeah. still do it over the phone yeah. or and have a few stations at some people's houses are like the top three, like Burrow, uh, Young, 
and whoever else is going to be just have some reporters at their house i guess i'm um, <laughs> i i mean i'm sure they'll try to have them set something up right. i don't know how many people you'd want there though right i exactly. mean exactly yeah because i mean some some counties uh, are starting to make it a ticket if you got over 10 people so exactly you might break the law <laughs> and you know, yeah, this whole, we're not, let's not get back into that serious. Right. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Is, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, obviously we don't want our entire podcast to be about the coronavirus, but obviously I feel like we would be doing everybody a disservice if we didn't mention it, I'll give our opinions about it, talk about it, what we're doing to, you know, kind of cope with it um, and uh, deal with it because there's nothing we can do about it <laughs> except figure out a way to deal with it. Um, so that's yep. thing, yeah. Everybody has to deal with it right now. Everybody has to deal with the same thing. You do. Yeah. So just remember that you're, you're not alone. Hopefully. I mean, you know, one thing that's been really heartwarming out of Italy is the people going on their balconies and playing instruments. And uh, that's so awesome. Yeah. That's so sweet. So that is hopefully so cool. Be, Love seeing that. You'll see stuff like that out of like New York and San Francisco and other places. LA too. is getting locked down right. as we speak. Um, in LA is the place where, where like, every time I go to LA, it seems like no one works. You know, you you yeah. you'll, you'll go across rooftop parties at one thirty on a Tuesday, PM. That's interesting. And it's like people say that too. It's like everybody's just trying to, you know, become the next, you know, actor, actress, or the next guru in in some aspect. Um, hmm get put on as they say i know a buddy who's gonna hook me up type of thing um so yeah i just know a lot of people out there that kind of just oh, like you know, walk around too? all day <laughs> yeah just walk around all day so i'm i'm interested to see how the lifestyle is out there now uh right where they can't go anywhere and it's like geez uh, um get, getting off uh subject here too with the uh <laughs> coronavirus talk about these video games we've been playing right i think we'd be doing it i think every episode we've talked about video games so far mm-hmm. and uh definitely. you know call of duty Warzone just dropped and seeing as how you're the best in the world right oh dude oh dude you that's talk about it dude come on i mean that's honestly i okay God's so here's yeah so, to video games so right here's here, the people. thing like i i play video games but I kind of strayed away from video games as I got older with football and everything. And then uh, life, let me just say that, uh, you know, first it was, so you know, my first love. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> my first love was Halo 2, of course, as everybody. Actually, we can go before that, which is Zelda Ocarina of Time. But let's talk more modern. Let's go Halo 2. Where and when I mean love, I mean, you know, I'm eat, breathing and sleeping. Um you know, this video game while I'm at school and stuff and rushing home from practice to play Halo 2. Everybody did that. Kind of straight away from video games. Oh, and I'm are you kind there? of getting that back. Oh, okay. that you just you just cut out a little zone, bit. Man. Oh, did I cut out? Can you hear me? Okay, now now I can hear you good. Okay. So I'll just we'll we'll edit that. Remember it's at like forty six. Uh, we'll just uh keep the bugs, you know. It's kinda endearing. <laughs> Take it from someone who's listening to a lot of podcasts that are recorded over the internet right now. I like it. I like People it. But enjoy uh, they enjoy seeing how the the butter's churned. Yeah. So, so yeah, what I was saying was like pretty much I'll just yeah, Halo Two was my love straight away from me because it's football life, and now I'm starting to really kind of get that back uh, with this Warzone man. Call of Duty Warzone is awesome. It is 
it's fine. awesome, man. I love the whole sandbox play, meaning you jump out the airplane and it's a giant map and it's free for all. You know, your team, you're, you're one of three. Um, uh, they have so two being your too. team. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And, uh, and it's awesome, man. It's, I love the style of the Fortnite, the apex style of the storm closing. So people can't just camp all game. Um, and it's, I love it. I love flying the helicopters, driving the uh, ATVs, all that stuff. It's uh, it's bringing back old school memories of just, you know, you know, shooting the shit really for with sure, my friends on, sure, on, the, sure. <laughs> on the headset. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I was into Halo 2 as well. Like I, I was in college kind of at the tail end of that, kind of when Xbox mm-hmm. Live really started to take off. I was up my freshman year of college, played a lot. Call of Duty 4 came out that kind of even that changed the game a little bit more because Xbox Live was running even better at that time right this brings back a lot of those like cool things right and it's happened in Apex it happened in Fortnite before that Um, it's kind of what people were talking about PUBG although I wasn't a big fan when we played it on PS4 like those cool moments that happen and you are talking to your friend over the headset like do you just see that Oh my god! And it's just like the laughter where you you're starting That's, to cry because you're laughing. Yes, so that is so true. That is what it's, it's not even it, about winning. No, and that's like it's so hard to explain that. This just pure, just a euphoric moment. It's just it's just pure bliss when you're when something funny happens and you're just in tears. And it's so hard and so difficult to explain to people who don't play video games. Because, you know, I'm sitting there trying to yeah. explain to, you know, my mom or something talking about, you know, hey, uh, my friend was flying us, uh, you know, obviously uh, driving us in, in you know, the ATV and he wrecks it. And then, you know, we all blow up and, and, and we die. Yeah, that sounds really morbid as I speak about it right now. But if you play Call of Duty, if you played Halo 2 video games, you know what I mean about how funny that is. Um, so it's it's I know what you mean. It's the tears. It's the laughing. It's the. The, the, their voice cutting out. <laughs> yeah. It's when uh, it's, Rich it's and I were playing the other night and uh, we were playing with a random and it was like, oh, we need to get out of here. Let's go kind of buy our, get our teammate back in. We'll pay for them to come back in. Right. We jump in a Jeep and we start going and these two guys run out and they start shooting us. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? I turn right towards them and I run them both over. <laughs> it was so funny. And then we're going across this bridge, right? And as soon as we start going across the bridge, two more people sh- show up and they start uh, shooting at us. So what do I do? I turn towards them and I drive towards them again, laughing <laughs> so hard as Rich is yelling at me, no, turn around, turn around. And we both die. <laughs> it was so like, funny dude. and I could not stop laughing. Like that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's one of those games it's one of those games where, like, the open world, um, the the beauty about games like this is every single match is different. It's the it, shared story. Yeah, and every it's, every single match <laughs> is its own story. It's so true. It's it's you can die quickly, or you can be forty five minutes into one match and and end up winning um it's one of See, those that's, where everything is random it's so that's random. what i hope they i hope they speed up the circles like i really like how fast the circles move at the mm-hmm. end but i feel like the first two circles are way too slow 
and I don't like slow, the game yeah. matches being 45 minutes. I really want them to speed up. Like the beauty of Apex is it's less than 20 minutes to win a match. That's yeah, kind of what I, I don't know. I just, as a parent, I don't have enough time a lot of the time for one match to last that long. It's true. It's true. And then, and then to try to dive back into another one, it's like, okay, you're looking at the clock. It's like, do I have another 45 minutes maybe to spare? <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Apex, yeah, you can, you can kind of be like, oh, I don't know if I got 20 minutes. I don't know. Let's see. But not kind of Call of Duty. You got to be sure if you got at least 30 more minutes. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, that's why, that's why I still gravitate towards the single player. I love the story of single, that single player games can present. Mm-hmm. I like to, I don't know talk to people about what's going on though at the same time but um i still love the single player experience i know you and i were talking today how you don't really connect with it because you uh there's nobody there to experience it with you right yeah exactly yeah it's yeah it's it's that experience it's it's or is it the competitiveness you know, the, the one player games, it's, it's, yeah, it's the competitiveness that, okay, I, I, I understand like beating a game, you know, a one player game, like, you know, Resident Evil or what have you, like, like, yeah, okay, yeah, I did that. But for me, I guess just, I just love going against somebody. I love bragging about it. I'm just going to be straight up and honest. I love bragging about it. I love being the best at it, trying to be the best at it. Um, and I kind of feel like you can't with, you know, one player games like, you know, Assassin's Creed or Resident Evil or you're like, OK, yeah, I can maybe beat the game faster than you. But like, what else? Like, um, it's kind of just like a, hey, did you beat Resident Evil? Yeah, I beat it. Talk about it a little bit and that's it. Uh, it's a little bit more than that, but I guess nah, I yeah. kind of get what you're talking about. I just like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I love I love stories still like stories get my True. imagination going and I love engaging that, you know, when your imagination gets going, you can sometimes, and this is going to sound kind of weird, but where imagination gets going, it helps you to problem solve because you're mm-hmm. not thinking in that box. It helps you to expand it. Right. 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 I believe that. Yeah. Like in, in yeah. my job, sometimes I have to think, what do I, what do I have on my truck that can help solve this situation? Oh, I got like this, this, and this. What if I tried this? See if it works. Try it. Oh, that worked. How did I think about that? That's weird. Oh, it's just because I wasn't constrained with, well, it has to be like this in order for it to work. Exactly. Well, it doesn't have to. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's there's yeah. different ways to, to get around things. And yeah. that's like the, the story that Resident Evil had. Like, I don't know, just the emotions it made me feel. Uh, talking about Resident Evil 2 Remake from last mm-hmm. year. Resident Evil 3 Remake comes out next week. I'm excited about that. But, uh, one of those yeah, games, I mean, kinda, one of those games that just awesome. Yeah. The one of those games that did that to me, like the whole story thing that you just kind of explained. Um, I guess the most recent one where I like loved this, like, I, Zelda. and I mean loved, um, is Gears of War. I really loved that story. Uh, interesting i loved it uh it was emotional uh dom found his wife or was it dom or is it no it wasn't him yeah was, was it dom yeah it was dom yeah, you're talking about yeah. gears of war 2 yeah right uh yeah yeah we're that's the it, only gears of war game i beat 
it's a it's an awesome story. I, I liked it a lot. Uh, obviously, the Halos, um, you know, were awesome. Everybody kind of ran through and beat the Halos pretty quickly to campaign mode. But the Gears of War was awesome. The Gears of War was what we always talked about, how awesome that storyline was, the music, the style of play. Um, and the multiplayer was was awesome, too. I loved it. The whole execution style play that you can do when the person's down. Um, kind you of know, stuff. getting to this, though, you got to beat The Last of Us. And you got to tell me that that story does not get you hooked. Right after the part that you're at right now, once you get past that, Mm-hmm. And you remember the story that came before that and how it all connects. Dude, I'm telling you right now, when you get past that part, <laughs> you are going to not stop playing that game till you beat it. All right. All right. I'm going to do it. You just got to buck up and do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And do it. you can do it with the lights on. It's okay. <laughs> Nobody's going to call you a little baby. It's all right. Yeah. Those games are, like I said, I'm not scared. I, don't know I just, why. I, I like just the feel, creepy vibe sometimes. I feel a little uncomfortable. Uh, just a tad bit uncomfortable when I'll I tell play you what. Them. When I see uh, mushrooms that are shooting out spores, I'm a little more careful about how I breathe <laughs> after playing that game. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So yeah, I'm gonna almost definitely get back to playing that. But uh, but yeah, man, I think uh, I think that we covered a lot this episode that I wanted to kind of get For off sure. my chest. Uh, I think you got some things off your chest as well. Kind of yeah, keep the same. Final Fantasy VII demo, by the way, it was about, oh, yeah. I'd say forty-five minutes to an hour. It was amazing. That game's gonna be awesome. It's nice, be awesome. Yeah, I remember hearing you talking about it on when we were playing uh, Warzone yesterday. Yeah, um, I started it and stopped like twenty minutes in, twi- two different times, and it doesn't mm-hmm. save. Didn't realize it. So uh, yeah, they, I beat it today, and that was fantastic. <laughs> nice, nice. So that's on my to-do list is to get back to playing Last of Us, to, f- to finish that, complete that. Uh, your to-do list is to get better at Warzone. Um, if we're going to be hopping on my squad. And uh, and then it's, uh, we most definitely got to just keep our minds busy during this quarantine, during these moments of this time of being quarantined, uh, which is going to be something special, I guess. I mean, talk about I have a feeling we're going to record now, now that, this worked so well we're gonna be recording more than once a week i'm guessing oh yeah yeah Maybe. how easy I, this I think that'd be yeah. cool. nah, how easy this was i mean i'm i'm just gonna leave it set up and it's pretty simple it's pretty simple um though. we're talking about businesses paying employees sick time by the way mm-hmm. i want to sh- and uh being villains or heroes right now i want to shout out best buy they sent out an email they're paying i hope this is true and they weren't lying they're paying their employees, like if they're reducing shifts, they're going to pay the employees for the shifts they should be working. They're going to pay their employees sick time. If they're sick, they're not coming into work. Uh, you know, I did an in-store pickup to get a mic today, so we're able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. Like uh, when I saw that, I really appreciate them doing that. So they're going to get some more business that maybe Amazon would have gotten from me. I'm going to try to go through Best Buy a little bit more. I just want to shout out. That's a that's one um, example of a company doing the right thing. Absolutely, yeah. And people are going to remember that. I mean, you're going to remember it. So. You're obviously going to share. Well, we, you just you just shared it with our listeners. So they're obviously going to check into that. And um, they're going to share with people too. And that's, that's, that's you know, why um, you made such a good point. Yeah, it, it's people are looking at businesses right now. People are looking at 
you know, these multi-million dollar, billion dollar businesses like, hey, now is the time where you're going to put your money where your mouth is. Literally, you keep, you keep saying that you care about your customers. You care about your employees. Let's let's see it. Yep. <laughs> let's see Absolutely. It. So awesome, man. Well, I think this was a this was a good one right here. What you think? I, I do awesome. too. I mean, you know, we're we're at an hour. We're a little bit long from our <laughs> target, but I think it was worth it. It's basically it's been two weeks since we could recorded. So, yeah. And this is such a heavy topic to talk it about. Is. It just flies. I think it was good, man. So awesome. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in to another episode of Untapped Keg. Um, again, my name is Monte Monte Ball and. RJ here, man, you had some good topics, man. You had some really good topics. So uh, let's keep this thing going, man. Let's keep the fire going. Hopefully we made some people laugh in this time. So that's something that we can need. All right. Make sure you guys tune in to our next episode. Uh, If you want to find us on Twitter, by the way, at untapped keg, Uh, Instagram, same thing. We're on Mm -hmm. Facebook. You go ahead and email us untapped keg at gmail.com. What's a good way they can hit you up on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. My handle is Monte Ball twenty eight. That's M O N T E E Ball B A L L twenty eight. That is my Twitter handle. Uh, and I'm uh, at it's Trickster. The I is a one in Trickster. Um, yeah, you know, uh, one thing that we talked about last podcast uh, that I want to shout out at the end here. Uh, we, you know, people may be having problems feeding their kids right now. If that's the case. Uh, go ahead and hit us up and we'll try to try to figure out a way. Oh yeah. Whether it's buy some peanut butter jelly and we'll bread, you know, we'll try to f- we'll figure out a way, maybe cash app. Uh, you know, we don't, we aren't extremely well off by any means, but we're well off enough that we can try and help oh, yeah. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. For you. If you need anything, if you need to talk right now, uh, if you're just starting this sober journey and, Man, you know, things are so rough right now. I I get it. I really do get it. Um, I got a story I'll share later when I first started uh, my sober journey that was somewhat similar, to be honest, to what's going on right now. Uh, you know, there's anything. Just feel free to reach out right now. That's something that we need to maintain is our human connection. And we really, really appreciate everybody. Absolutely. Make sure you guys tune in again for our, to our next episode. And yeah, great point, man. You guys need some help. Make sure to reach out to us at untappedkeg at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.